How to Tell Stories to Children is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling. I am Silke Rose West. And I am Joseph Saracy. We are the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children. Our goal is to foster diverse storytelling by helping individuals like you awaken to the storyteller within. Randolph and the Wichtels. It was a warm December day. There was no rain or snow, and the forest was very dry. Randolph decided to visit his friend Willie Wichtel, the old Christmas gnome who had trained many young Wichtels to do kind deeds during the last months of the year. His dear friend and neighbor Naughtyfoot the squirrel was at home busy baking advent acorn cookies and making surprises. He loved making tiny gnome stockings, knitting wool hats, and especially for his old friend Randolph. Now down the mountain Randolph walked, singing a song to call the clouds and for the snow to come. Oh, dear raindrops, oh, dear snow, come and come, it's getting too dry. Drip, drip, drop, clouds come near. A woodpecker flew near and perched on a branch, calling on Randolph. Hi there, I have a message to deliver. Willie Wichtel is sick. There will be no Advent magic this year. Randolph shook his head in disbelief. How can this be true? Willie Wichtel has never been sick for as long as I know him. He has always been strong, especially around Advent time. And the magpie landed on the next tree and chimed in. It's true! It's true! No Advent magic this year! All the elves are confused and no one is telling them what to do. Randolph said, well, it's time I visit my old friend. He marched steadfast to the little mushroom hut behind the old juniper tree and quietly opened the door. Don't come in, said a frail voice of his old friend. But Randolph was never scared by sickness and walked through the door to find his old friend laying with a fever in bed. It was an unusual sight. Willie Wichtel had always had such strength that it was hard to imagine him being unable to move. Well, first things first, said Randolph. I will make you some linden tea to help you sweat out that fever, and afterwards I will put some cold wraps around your feet. And don't waste your energy by telling me to go away. You should have called on me earlier. Willie Wichtel gave a big sigh. I feel so bad that I cannot help the humans make Advent magic happen. All my elves are waiting for my signal and I am too weak to give it to them. I'm sure someone will step it up. You cannot worry, you must get well. Randolph spoon-fed the tea to Willie Wichtel and got some cold wraps to put around the calves of the old friend. Willie told Randolph that he was concerned now that Randolph would get sick at well. 
But Randolph laughed it off and said, Well, I'm too old to worry about sickness, and I'm quick to ask for help if needed. The old herb witch has always helped me out when I was in a challenging place. But this sickness is different. Oh well, but I'm the same. And it will not put fear into my bones or beard. There you have it. Now the cold cloth had pulled out all of the fever heat, and the cloth was steaming hot. It was the way Randolph dealt with fevers. Willie Wichtel fell asleep. Randolph Roots went outside the little mushroom hut and lit his little bark pipe filled with mullen herbs. All of a sudden, a small Wichtel in a red hat showed up right next to him. Hello, my name is Eddie. I came to see how Willie Wichtel is doing. Well, he's very sick and won't be able to tell anyone what to do. Eddie scratched his pointy hat under which his red curly hair was tucked in. Do you think it is okay for me to tell the other Wichtels what to do? I have been watching Willie very closely and think I know what needs doing. Well, the only way you can find out is by doing it, replied Randolph. You see, there was a time when Willie was a young lad, and this was the way he learned. No one taught him. He was just very observant and knew where help was needed. That's how he became a Wichtel, without even knowing it. But does not someone have to tell you what to do? Yes and no. You should stay up tonight, Eddie, and look at the stars. Find your own star and ask it to guide you. It might guide you to lead all the other Wichtels in doing Advent magic, and all you have to do is to get the ball rolling. If you watched Willie over the years, you will know what to do, but do connect with your star. Thank you. Eddie gave a big hug to Randolph and told him to let Willie know that everything will be all right. Randolph put away his little pipe and went back into the mushroom hut. He cooked some soup for Willie and fed him with a small wooden spoon. Rest up, old friend. I'm going up to the mountain to make sure Naughtyfoot is not getting worried about my lengthy absence. I will be back tomorrow, and before you know it, you'll be back on your feet. Oh, but what about Advent magic? Well, you of all the Wichtels must have the trust and belief that it will happen. Ah, oh, you're right, my old friend. I will sleep now and focus on getting better. That night, Eddie Elf looked for the star, and he found it. His star was shining bright, and he remembered that he came to Earth to help the human beings by doing kind deeds. He started a small little fire and pulled out his reed flute. This signaled to all the other Wichtels that it was time to get to work. Hundreds of them gathered around the fire, and Eddie sent each one of them to a different home in the village. His voice was so strong and confident that everyone assumed Willie Wichtel had told him what to do. Now Eddie himself would take on the most difficult task. Every Wichtel had a little broom, a little dust cloth, a sack of food, and even some gold coins to leave for the poor. Eddie took a baby blanket he had made during the year. 
There was a baby that had been born too early, and everyone was worried for its life. The family was in great distress, and much sadness was born out of the worry. The blanket was made out of fairy yarn, and was so light and beautiful that it shone like the stars at night. Eddie went through the dark to the home that stood at the edge of the village. Everyone was asleep. He went through the little mouse hole and found the grip of the baby. Carefully he placed the starry blanket over the little child and whispered in its ears, You shall be well and grow strong. The power of the fairies will be yours and you will do magical things in your life, helping your family in ways they cannot even imagine. Somehow Eddie was able to see, with his wichtel eyes, the child becoming strong, and every stitch of the blanket he had made was a prayer for the little one. He had started the blanket on the day the child was born, quietly watching from his old juniper tree. He still went to put some food for the dog in the bowl and swept the kitchen floor. On the table he placed a few evergreen branches and a candle. Now when the parents woke up and found a blanket wrapped around their precious baby, all their worries left them and they knew that things would be okay. The baby giggled and they lit the advent candle on the kitchen table and had a joyful breakfast together. Eddie was happy. This is what he came here to do. He lay down in his little hammock outside behind the juniper tree and fell asleep. Tomorrow would be another night to help out the humans and to see how the other Wichtels did. Every night they lit a fire under the starry sky and exchanged stories of their kind deeds before they set to work. Willie Wichtel got word from one of the mice who watched the Wichtels at work and listened to the stories around the fire. Don't worry, Eddie Elf has taken the lead, and everyone is happily following the tune of his reed flute. Great magic is happening, Willie Wichtel. You have trained so many Wichtels that you can rest now. There was a knock on the door. Come on in. It was Randolph Roots and Naughty Foot the Squirrel bringing acorn cookies and nuts to Willy Wichtel, and a gift that was wrapped up. We came to sing you a song called Naughty Foot. We brought you a gift, and we wish you a happy advent, good health, and good cheer. And all of a sudden, the bells started ringing from the village, and snow started falling, and all the Wichtels came to surround Willy's mushroom house and started to dance and light a fire. One had brought a Christmas tree, another a menorah. The next made a solstice fire. Well, who would have known? Looks like we came just in time for the party. And the party it was. Willy Wichtel had gained enough strength to sit outside and listen to the stories from all the Wichtels. And he felt so proud of them and let out a big sigh of relief. He called Eddie Elf to him and said, I want to give you something. Willie Wichtel took off his pointy hat and placed it over Eddie's hat. This is yours now. This hat 
will give you all the secret tricks I gathered over the years. It is surprising to me that you were able to do everything without it. Oh yeah, interrupted Naughtyfoot, that's great, because I hadn't needed you a new hat for Christmas. Here, open my gift. Everybody laughed as Willy Wichtel opened the little package. He pulled out a bright red hat with white polka dots that looked just like Willy's mushroom roof on his little hut. And he put it on. Nice and warm. Thank you, little squirrel friend. That was very kind of you to think of me. Now, I would like to tell all the elves in Wichtel something very important. Listen well. My time has come to just watch all of you young Wichtels to do the work and find my joy in it. Well said, called Randolph, and I have a gift for you. He gave a carving knife to Willie Wichtel and told him that he remembered how much Willie liked carving. That's right, my good friend, I'm glad you remember. Naughtyfoot was dancing with the Wichtels and had so much fun that he said it was the best winter holiday ever. And may your holiday be filled with magic too. And know that these Wichtels, they are all dancing around and I'm sure they had found their way into your house somehow and did a little magic there. And if for some reason you find a little hat, perhaps you can put it on and do a little secret magic in your home. And in it, you can be one of the Wichtels in training and help out to make the magic happen. Because the magic lives inside of each one of us. And may you follow your star and know that it will always guide you as long as you walk on this beautiful earth. Wishing you all happy holidays. Goodbye. Hi, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the story. This is season two of our podcast, and we're doing it a little differently. Here's how it works. A story comes first, so that listeners with little children can access them easily. In just a second, you'll have a chance to listen to part two, where Silka and I give a little background and perspective on the story. Our goal is to inspire you. We love telling stories, but we love it even more when you feel empowered to tell your own. You may find inspiration in the stories. You may find something of value in the discussion. Whatever strikes you, let that be your guide to opening your own voice, like a beautiful flower blossoming after a long drink in the summer sun. Hello, Silka. Hi, Joe. Wow, that was good. Wow, that was good. I mean... (laughs) You know, boy, have I come to love your stories. But that was really precious. Mm. I I loved basically just every second of it, and I'm so grateful. I found that there was a lot of magic in the story. I wonder if you could just explain a little bit, just the background for those of our listeners who maybe don't know. What what are Victor's? (laughs) <laughs> That's what I thought I should talk about. <laughs> a Wichtel is like a Christmas elf. I picture them as little gnomes in red pointy hats. 
Um, sometimes you see them as Tomptons in, there is a book called The Tompton by Astrid Lindgren. And so in the Nordic countries, they refer a lot to these little beings that come around in the wintertime to help out. And I myself feel like during the time of Advent, like the last months of the year, it's important to remember that there is just magic around and that we can ask for help. And then we become ourselves helpers. If we believe in it, we make that magic happen. And I myself have just a very lively imagination. And so when I tiptoe at night to whatever, put food in the dog's bowl or I do that, I, I become the Wichtel simply by believing in it. It's just in the modern days for adults, they become Santa. It's not just that we tell a false story to the children, but what it does is it allows us to step into that higher part of ourselves that wants to be a true helper to humankind. Yeah, you know, Silke, I've <laughs> I've been listening to your stories and ideas uh, about Victor's for quite a few years now, and I've also seen it working in the kids. In fact, even my students, who all of whom have been in your kindergarten, you know, I haven't actually even said the word Victor to them this year. I don't I don't think that I have, um, but they have received little notes, and in fact, it's been part of their homework too. Mm -hmm. um, and they talk about it because for them, it's it's now. It is part of this Advent uh, and Christmas season. The beauty of it is is not just the the storytelling, but how it fits into their lives and that invitation to become Victors. I don't know how many times over the, these winters we didn't do it this year, but uh, you have made red felt hats <laughs> for all <laughs> these kids several times, and we've gone ar around and sang carols. Um, and encouraged those little sweet deeds amongst our classmates at home, being the Victor. It helps to hear it in the story, but that invitation to to be that living little helper during these, you know, somewhat busy times of year, when when as parents, as teachers, as adults, we can sometimes get swamped by the holidays. These little precious things. They can just be such a sweet blessing in our day. I thought this particular telling just was so magic and sweet, so 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 simple, so beautiful. It's a great gift that you bring into the world. Thank you. I did also tie in uh, Willie Wichtel is in some ways a part of my own self of, you know, feeling my own aging, feeling that there's time to pass things on. And then as the year comes to an end, we also want to honor our elders. Elders sometimes hold on for too long because they are afraid that there is no one who could take over. And so the story has this element of, of course there are young ones that are around that pay attention. We have to trust that they have watched us or they are 
ready to even have their own thoughts, like they might not need our hat. They have all of their own thoughts. They're connected to their own star and they will make magic happen in their ways. So it's also the story holds also this element of becoming an elder and letting go and trusting that the young ones will step it up. Yeah, it's it's part of that life cycle of the year. The old year comes to an end and the new year is going to begin. And so as the old year ends, we want it to end with something magical, just like we would want that for our life, that there can be something magical and we can look up to that star and say, I've done some good work. I'm ready to go home now. So the death and, and birth, they they meet at the end of the year, the birth of the Christ child, you know, at the ending of the year, the solstice, the Hanukkah, all these celebrations, they have all to do with that. You know, so I have faced many of these challenges also in my own life as my own parents are aging. And I wish for them that kind of magic. In Wichtels, they can show up in many different ways. They don't just have to be small with little red hats. They can also be adults that are in disguise. Just think of yourself as a magical helper that wants to bring kindness and sweetness, and not just by buying another thing, sometimes by quietly sweeping the floor or paying attention to the families that are having a hard time because there is sickness or like this child that had been born and the family was worried. Pay attention to those things. Yeah, you know what what, what strikes me right now as as you know, Silka, I've I've you know, I've I've been fairly stressed of late. It's the end of this school term or this part of the year. So there's there's a lot of activity around that sweetness, but but it's a lot of work for me too, as a parent uh, facing the holidays. A lot of beautiful things, but uh, that that has also been weighing on me. And um, we've recently dealt with some different bouts of illness, including some COVID scares and things like that. And um, you know, I'm I'm pretty cooked, as you know. <laughs> you know, it's interesting as I watch myself because. Um, Throughout my day, my interior sense is that like I have a lot to do. So like I need to stay focused and please don't interrupt me because I need to get this done. You know, that I, I'm not necessarily proud of that attitude, but it but that is the that's the reality of what's going on inside of my head. Now I will say, you know, largely through your encouragement and through the encouragement, of course, of of my daughter too, you know, that brings that attention to me. Uh, she did a couple things like you remember, we we made wreaths a little while ago. And um, I think it's okay to share all this. She she made a little wreath and put it in that little wooden dollhouse. And she put four votive candles to make a little advent wreath. And she placed them there. And one day uh, I was walking past and I saw them. And I think it was the first or the second week, whatever it was. And I just thought to myself, oh, you know, they've got to they've burn those candles. <laughs> so I'm to be honest, I'm not yet sure if she has noticed but as each week has passed, I've made sure to light, I lit one candle because you can tell, you can tell when a candle is sure. new and you can tell when it's been burned. Yeah. The second week I lit it. In fact, I need to go light a third one. No. Okay. <laughs> so, 
But here's the thing. I spend so much of my day. I mean, I'm doing real things. This is not, I'm not just selfish. I'm, I'm doing tasks that are, that are helpful to all of us. You know, it's real. I'm making food. I'm cleaning up. I'm moving the things. But internally, what I'm saying to myself is, you know, I'm, I'm getting through my to-do list. Now, when I occasionally have the sense of mind to do a little Victor deed, like lighting those candles secretly, quietly. I'll tell you, I mean, it, it only takes a few minutes. What's fascinating isn't necessarily what happens to everyone else or the rest of the world. What is fascinating is what happens to me. That is the thing that is so rich and interesting. And the way you teach that through these beautiful little characters. And I actually think you did a great job of it in this particular story, because I know that the background of Victor's and who they are and what, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of cultural um, knowledge there that, that you bring um, from your German village and ancestry that, that here in America, the word Victor just, you know, to the average person, it, it would be a meaningless term. But you, you conveyed that well in the story and it even give us that invitation. And it's such a it's such a sweet message because of course it's wonderful those little tasks and things that we can help each other with. But boy, it can be really wonderful as a busy adult <laughs> to occasionally orient to something that you need to do with this little Christmas magic or something in there. Boy, what that does to my heart, what that does to my brain, what that does to my body magic hmm. thank you yeah and i think in america it might be for some people to maybe we can relate more to it as being a little santas we have secret santas but sometimes it becomes very materialistic and the wichtels they can leave little offerings they can leave gifts but that's not the ultimately the message it's really the message is to be attentive, just like when you see that your daughter placed these candles in her dollhouse and you didn't say anything and yet you noticed. And then you're waiting to see, will she notice that you burned those candles? And you do it quietly without expecting any thank you, without expecting anything in return. Well, I, I hope she doesn't think it's me. <laughs> well, whatever she thinks. But... Um, it is this, yeah, yeah, and and we need it. I think it helps us as adults to stay connected to the magic of the inner child within our own being. So I wish everybody a beautiful time trying to maybe do a few little wichtel deeds, and you can do them for adults as well as for children. Like I walked the other day upstairs and I found a little little tiny bowl next to my bed and it was just so sweet because I knew that somebody had taken the time to go up there and place a tiny little saucer with little chocolates in it and I could just see that the Wichtels they make magic happen for me as well and it brings me so much joy I will never get too old to receive little, little Wichtel deeds. Mm, yeah. Yeah, well, thanks for bringing that to our all of our attention through this, 
this story that you shared. And um, yeah, thank you, Silka. Wishing all of our readers uh, just a beautiful holiday, however it is that you're celebrating, you know, whatever traditions you're coming from. And as we approach this new year, uh, may you have peace in your heart. May good things come your way. Maybe so. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening to How to Tell Stories to Children, a bi-weekly podcast from the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children, now in 19 languages. Our goal is to help parents, teachers, and grandparents connect heart-to-heart with kids. You can find this podcast as well as upcoming webinars, events, our blog, stories, and more at howtotellstoriestochildren.com and on our Facebook page. You will also find the entirety of Season 1, which gives more background and perspective on a variety of storytelling topics. You can also submit questions and ideas. We like to hear from you. If you value this podcast, we invite you to consider making a contribution to keep it alive. The proliferation of free podcasts, articles, and resources on the web makes it easy to forget that real people are behind the work. It means a lot to us when you take the time to rate and review our book, this podcast, or share it with a friend. And if you're able, your financial gifts at patreon.com slash how to tell stories to children make it possible for us to continue calling out the storytelling voice in other parents, teachers, and grandparents. Together, we can spread the intimacy and joy of storytelling one family at a time. Mm-hmm.